0: You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. You can join in by emailing any comments or questions you may have to justwomen at brooklandsradio.co.uk or check us out on Facebook. Search for Just Women at Brooklyn's Radio. Just Women is just what you need.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Women. This is our weekly talk show where we get to chat with some really inspirational ladies about their business ventures, their chari- charitable concerns or anything else they might be passionate about. I'm Ann Twist, and today we're going to be talking all things hot yoga, and also about life in the events and hospitality industry. To start with, however, I'm delighted to welcome Nikki Yates, who is a wellbeing coach from Woking, and who has designed and built a healthy eco house for, for herself, for herself and for her family, which is now available for workshops and meetings, spa days and conferences, amongst many other uses. It's great to have you with us, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's delightful. Um, so, Nikki, before we talk about the house and your work as a wellbeing wellbeing coach perhaps Perhaps. you could tell us a little bit about your past sort of career what what were you doing before? Uh, I was in the
2: travel and technology sectors prior that was really before I had children and I used to travel a lot always been a passion of mine is to travel and then when I had children my husband and I hit the point where it was either full-time living nanny or one of us would something I had to give. Yeah, something I had to give. So, And it was me. And it was you, <laughs> as is so often the case.
1: So you were in the travel industry and then, then you had children. Did you stop completely or did you then go into technology and just no, change so the way you worked? No, so
2: travel and then into the technology side of travel. So websites and booking engines um, for them. So early oh, days okay. um, of um, websites where you could actually book. Um, and the travel industry was at the forefront of that tech space yes, okay. so I moved into that um, but after I had children it was sadly in the days of uh, they hadn't had many women disappear there were 143 men and only seven women and it was sort of come back full-time or thanks very much right um, which, no flexibility yeah, no flexibility uh, completely through me um, from having that sort of work life, social life, yeah. um, home life, and suddenly there was me and a, and a baby. And, yeah. um, and then when we had uh, children, and as they were growing up, I'd always wanted to, um, you know, I was passionate about well-being, um, and I started to research healthy buildings, which is how I ended up um, designing a, a healthy eco-building for me and my Son in particular who has severe allergies as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna come on to that. So, so how long ago did you have your first child and you had and you gave up
2: the, so, the travel? So, oh, well, Sam is now sixteen. Oh, okay. And uh, Millie is fourteen. Right. Okay. So we're talking sixteen
1: years ago. You had to sort of stop completely, yep. completely readjust your life to.
2: Not working, which
1: is yes. which is really hard if that's all you've known.
2: Well, it is. And um, my husband travelled a lot, as had I previously. Yeah. Um, so sort of knowing you were going to be on your own, really, and no family nearby. So actually it was. It was a complete new ad- adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's not easy. Mm. No, completely. So uh, in those
1: days, I mean, actually not that long ago, there was no sort of opportunity to work remotely. I mean, you know, the, obviously the technology was beginning to be technology there. Technology
2: was there, but it was really more about... Um, the world was different than it is today, and, and people complain about you know the, the differences now and equality. And but actually, we're in a lot better position now than we were 17 years ago yeah um,
1: I, I I think so i mean i 've got a daughter who 's twenty three and i I look at the opportunities that she has for working remotely and you know multi i was going to say multitasking but having multiple jobs and you know not having you know a set career for life and you 're on that track and suddenly you know if you, you can 't veer off it you can you know yeah. I, th- I think i think it 's a lot easier now
2: for them. They would probably argue that it 's a lot harder than than we 're the generation that had it easy but I, I don't think the new generation has got it easy either. I think the dig, digital, sorry, I think the digital deluge that we're surrounded by, young and old. So not just our generation, yeah. but our children who, you know, have had digital devices their whole lives, um, learning how to switch off and when to fix yourself on one thing you know multitasking used to be a positive thing yeah now it's a negative thing because yeah. we all jump around and attention deficit disorder is something people bang on about all the time the reality is it's not really like that it's about being able to step back and focus yeah. again and
1: manage manage what you what you've been given you know, as in you, you've got all these devices you can use to your advantage, but managing them in a way that they don't take over your lives, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, your son, in particular, you were saying um, he's got a lot of allergies. And so that's why you yes. started Yes, so to he and on- I have severe oh, really? allergies.
2: Okay. Um, so one of the things I discovered when I looked at um, creating a new building for the 21st century is how you cut down on things like dust mites. Um, so the house is um, what they call a passive house. Um, so there are no trickle vents in the windows. There's a heat recovery and ventilation system. And what right. that does is to filter the um, fresh air coming in for pollen and pollutants. And the stale air as it leaves the building um, warms that fresh air coming in. So the house stays a nice constant temperature without the need for all the underfloor heating to kick in all the time. So you, you designed this house around your
1: your needs and your son's needs, Specifically. Specifically. So,
2: no, um, the dust mites can't survive because the humidity level is so low. Right. So, those sort of things, not having any curtains, not having any carpets, um, also helps. We have solar, we have um, 100% low energy lighting. So, it's not just healthy for us, but healthy for the planet. It's a sustainable way to build
1: and and how long ago did you start designing this so 2011
2: okay um, and we actually ended up having to have a um, subterranean level as well for all the plant and eco equipment Um, so it was a a a somewhat um, arduous (laughs) build and journey uh, with some scary contractors and project managers who went rogue Um, so although we moved into a building site um, back in 2012 it was only actually finished about eighteen months ago,,
1: wow, I mean, where were you living <laughs> before this before?
2: so we were still locally, um, we were um, still in Surrey uh, nearer to Brookwood, um, and we're now as I said Horsell Woking right okay, so
1: so uh, what you said you had your son sixteen years ago. Hmm. How soon did you realise that you were going? You couldn't live where you were living because of his and your allergies. I mean, do you share the same type of allergy? The two of you. Um,
2: we both have similar allergies. Um, so we both have a nut nuts allergies, but different nuts actually. Right. And uh, a lot of pollen, a lot of grasses, um, a lot of trees. Um, I also have some um, allergies to medicines. Um, but I said my severe one was actually the dust mites. Okay. Um, and it was really about that, was just part of my philosophy of okay, well, can you be healthier by changing your environment? Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's more a curiosity, to... really.
1: Yeah, I was just wonder what, you know, how far along in the process of, you know, being a mum and you'd given up your job and, you know.
2: It, I knew Sam had allergies yeah. uh, when he was just a few days old. Okay. um It was apparent fairly early right. on. So, so well, so sixteen years skin. ago he was
1: born in, went two thousand three. Yes. So right. between two thousand three and two thousand eleven, it became apparent that you were going to need a different kind of living environment. I wouldn't say
2: need, and I think it's more about my passion for how can I improve. Yeah. Our health and well-being. Right. So you designed the house. Mm. You had it built um,
1: in twenty or tw- started twenty eleven to 2012 and it's just been finished and
2: it's not just a house is it so it's no it's an it's an entire entire eco environment really yeah and in order for us to stay living there I was coming up with different ideas of okay um this is my passion is mental health and well-being yeah how can I share what I've built with the community yeah and make that my business to help sustain us as a family so yeah. how can we stay living in this environment it was really about how we can sustain the environment for us I mean it's a big house To make it work yeah it, it's it's too big to live in it's yeah. not just a family home no and we started with uh, yoga classes and that became yoga and well-being retreat days but my real passion is from my travel and tech days is being Sent off to these dark, dingy hotel rooms, normally without any windows. Yeah. And how I can transform someone who's supposed to be taking their team for an inspiring, motivating day to come up with their ideas for the future? You know, the the, for example, the next year's sales and marketing plan. Well, actually, if you take them to an inspiring space, you give them all the ground floor and all the lower ground floor. Mm. Give them creative, healthy food they're going to come up with more for you as a company.
1: Absolutely, and hopefully return that. But So did you build the house with all of this in mind? Because, I mean, otherwise it's a huge space, isn't it? Did you, but did you design the house with the family in mind and then think, actually, this is a huge house, we've got to somehow keep financing this? Or did you
2: design the no, whole it, space
1: with that in mind?
2: It became apparent during it that as as the walls come up and you sort of see what's there you think no actually this isn't just a family home no this is actually a multi-generational eco project this is something that could be for the future not just for us and that's how it developed so when we were trying to finish everything off it became a sort of well actually this open flow works really well you can close the bifold doors But yes, I'm from a big family myself. I'm one of four children. So we do have a lot of parties, a lot of entertainment. Right, okay. But it's more than that. It's really about using the space. So that all sort of started to generate in my mind as we were going through. As you were building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I was looking obviously at the website and... It is a huge
1: space, and it does flow very well. And you've got that whole kind of conference area um, mm-hmm. with a you know big screen, and it, it, it looks as though it was kind of designed with that in mind. But as you say, it's evolved. So people come to your house um, mm-hmm. for workshops, training days, spa days, whatever, and that and that they're only able to use the ground floor and the lower ground floor. Is that right?
2: So they mainly do so team building, training workshops. Um, Tend to be on the ground and lower ground floor yeah. supper clubs and so on, um, but if we have, for example, we had a Bollywood shoot, um, so Bollywood came to Woking, which was very exciting. Wow! And, what did that entail? There, <laughs> uh, it entailed uh, a crew of about forty-five, and they utilised bedrooms, the landing, um, the pool room. They were they were in actually the shooting den. a film or was it a photo yeah, shoot? Yes, so no, no, film? this is, uh, so uh, no, we're just waiting for the stills to come through so we can pop those up on social Amazing. media. But uh, no, all sorts of exciting things have come through. Uh, we've had a psychologist who had a photo shoot with us um so no we don't have people overnight no at the moment it's more daytime so they come during the day when the family may be at the children at school yeah so my priority is really trying to fill those daytime slots during the week when the children are at school they've gone at half past seven they're not back until half past five and that really is the majority of a corporate team yeah they don't want to have their staff have to take time out of their own family days no. so actually trying to help people to not just use the space in the right way so that they move their teams around using all the different rooms so there's five or six different rooms they can use and if they take advantage of that they get the most out of their team yeah and and you and you do the catering or do you pull people into the catering so I now work with three different local chefs who uh, provide that so initially before it was a, a business I was doing that myself yeah um, okay. and Using my sort of passion for healthy eating, um we grow vegetables and fruit I saw that. on property yeah, and yeah. that's then um added to with local produce. So right. we are more interested in how healthy the provenance of the food's really important to us. Yeah. The colour, we sort of start with a vegan base, then add dairy, fish, meat, um as fit, depending on what people want, if it's a barbecue, hot and yeah. cold buffet and so. So it on. takes a
1: bit of coordination, presumably people can't really book today for tomorrow
2: oh we've had that have you yeah okay. we had that actually with a shoot two weeks ago it was booked okay. the day before but, um, but with a catering i'm thinking but catering i can pull that in from local experts this is the beauty of our area you know surrey is actually absolutely awash with you know fantastic chefs and a lot of them are quite happy to work with short deadlines so that's amazing no
1: not problem fantastic so how long have you been uh, you know welcoming people into your into your home
2: um so about 18 months now yeah um but it started with you know one in three months and then it's just spiraled from there really so we're just trying to to now i've done a year of networking there's lots surrey is full of networking groups met lots of corporates and Um, trying to get people to understand what we do and why. And everyone who's come has rebooked. So what we do, people love. And they love the sustainability side. So they love the fact that we filter our own water for hormones, antibiotics, heavy metals, microplastics, and it's then bottled, still or sparkling, actually in our kitchen.
1: So has this all evolved through your interest in health and well-being or has
2: it? has this been created because of your allergies and your sons or, a bit of both a bit of both it, it's it's really just an interesting exciting concept yeah. which people have have embraced um which has been fabulous for us yeah so, amazing so yeah so we've got some supper clubs coming up yeah
1: I read that so a couple <laughs> I think and, and something yeah. else as well as in a couple of events you've got going on I think so, um, oh, Wellbeing in Winter with Kath Wallace, who we've had here. She's a yes, travel person. Yes, she's fantastic. Yeah. And
2: we've collaborated just getting um, a nutritionist and a well-being expert. And we've coupled that with some natural oils, essential oils, and cast travel tips. So to get through through the winter, some exciting travel ideas. Amazing. So that's coming up on the 21st. Of November during that day is a yoga, yoga and well-being retreat day, right? And then we've got a supper club. Another guest of yours, I think, Lorna from the Little Indian Kitchen. Uh, okay she, i'm not familiar
1: with her but maybe yeah, she she's has a supper on. club
2: okay 15th of november and then holly sugar's another local last from oh, yes. Byfleet. fleet yeah i've heard of um, her. food envy london so she's going to be co-hosting with me our company meetings with a festive lunch so we're taking bookings for those now mid-november through to the middle of january fantastic well
1: It's been an absolute delight chatting with you. It's gone so quickly and I'm afraid we've got got to wrap up our chat now. But if anyone wants to see your um, amazing house on the website, if you could Mm -hmm. sort of reconfirm the details of that.
2: Yes. So we're Woodhaven Space Inspirational Venue. The website is www.woodhaven.space. You can find us on all social media at Woodhaven Space. And we look forward to being able to welcome lots more people through our door in the next year. That's amazing!
1: Can't wait to have you back to hear how it's going in it maybe you know six months or a year's time. So thank you very much, you. Nikki. Lovely to have you on the show, and best of luck with it all. Um, so that was Nikki Yates of Woodhaven. Thanks very much. Um, we're now going to take a short break, but please stay with us as we're going to be back chatting with Amanda Free and Laura Hedges of the
0: Hot Yoga Club in Staines. You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. <laughs> Join us on December the 7th at the Kempton Park Auto Jumble for a packed motorcycle auto jumble and off-road and racing show. There'll be a huge selection of jumble stores and trade stands offering bargains on all sorts of motorcycle items and project bikes. We also welcome some beautiful machines from the off-road and racing worlds. If you like bikes, you'll love the Kempton Park Auto Jumble. December the 7th. It's a great day out for any motorcycle enthusiast. Check out KemptonParkAutoJumble.co.uk for more details. Picture this, a Sunday lunchtime carvery where you can eat as much as you want with a choice of one, two or three courses. You're free to help yourself to succulent pork, beef, chicken or gammon. And if you wish, you can have them all. Add in a homely, family oriented environment with free parking and you have your perfect destination for the perfect Sunday lunch. It's all here at the Best Western Ship Hotel by Monument Green, High Street, Weybridge. Book now on 0800 393 130. We're one of the most welcoming places to eat in Weybridge.
2: Hello, my name's Sarah Chaplin and every Thursday night I host a show called Jazz London Live at 10 o'clock until midnight and each week I play a selection of jazz, funk, fusion and Latin. I feature an interview in the first hour of the show with somebody on the British jazz scene, a gig guy rounding up the gigs in the week to come and in the second hour of the show there's Album of the Week in which I play three tracks from a brand new album that's just
3: come
4: out and also a long track in the second hour of the show to help you wind down uh, to
2: bedtime on a thursday evening Uh, it gets a bit more mellow towards the end of the show so if you love jazz you're going to love this show jazz london live on brooklyn's radio if you're not sure whether you like jazz give it a try you might find there's some tracks in there that you really love
0: this is just women every tuesday at one o'clock on brooklyn's radio
2: Welcome
1: back to Just Women with me, Anne Twist. And welcome to Amanda Free and Laura Hedges of the Hot Yoga Club from Staines. Amanda, I'll start with you. Yes. Perhaps you could provide some background about what you were doing before you set up the yoga studio. Before, Oh, well, uh, I
3: started yoga when I was a teenager okay. in Los Angeles. I learned hot yoga, came to the UK First hot yoga teacher in the country Um, had some children, so decided I didn't want a yoga studio at that point. How long ago? Oh, how long did I have my kids? Or (laughs) when did you come to the UK? Oh God! Uh, Well, the The first time was in the eighties when I was a young teenager. I started, and then I and then I I spent ten years practicing with my teacher, and then I ninety five I came back, and um, yeah, that was it. And then I started teaching from then, but I had my girls, so i didn't want to be in studios all the time no. so it was more of a
1: kind of a part-time thing yeah as you're sort of gradually getting into it yeah
3: and then i when the girls got a bit bigger i set up my own studio in Surbiton. right sold that a few years ago and pete the md of the thames club came to me to my classes all the time and then he said to me come on let's do something and we um, set up the studio within the thames club in staines so and that's where hot yoga
1: club was born right yeah okay well we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute but laura you you're you're the i know you're a teacher there and also you sort of run the day-to-day is that right
4: yeah yeah managing the studio day-to-day and teaching so yes so how did you get into yoga um so I've been te- oh, practicing yoga for uh, coming up maybe 13 14 years um originally started doing it to um not get injured when I was doing a lot of running um okay. so I used, used lived in Australia for about eight years I thought
1: I could detect it. A-
4: oh is it still there
1: I, I, I knew I could detect <laughs> every now and then a little on. twang comes a out little twang, yeah. um
4: so yeah I did a lot of yoga over there um okay. and then had a, a huge life change my, my background was in HR recruitment okay. in the corporate world um kind of had a bit of a, uh, yeah, what do I want to do with my life and move back to England about three years ago now. Um, okay. and stumbled across Hot Yoga Club and yeah the rest is history the rest is history so come together yeah
1: yes. so Hot Yoga is that the same as Bikram Yoga because I know you studied in LA the Bikram Method is that, is that I studied with him you studied was, with him he was okay.
3: my teacher so okay. I knew him from a child okay um, I know
1: and that, and that Bikram Yoga is Hot Yoga it's another name for it is that right yeah he yes. just designed he, he wanted he wanted the heat to
3: represent um, the atmosphere that he started, uh, practiced his yoga in as a child so he he, that's what he was doing he was sort of recreating how it felt when he was in um, Mumbai as a child okay so that's that's where it came from right. oh okay came from India what well, was hot okay India I got it. hot humid yeah. Yeah. and so in fact I had two students in the other day who said it feels like we're back home oh, in amazing. India yeah, yeah. so uh, and I said well that's exactly what it's meant to feel like so that's why he created it. But um, also because the heat, um, it sort of, it's, it just gives you a really intense, deep stretch. Right. Okay. And also raises the cardiovascular so you can work nice and slow and you're very measured with what you're doing. But at the same time, the heart rate's up. So it's the equivalent of stretching and running and running around the block. Right. So it's actually quite,
1: quite an arduous thing to be doing then. Yeah. yeah. yeah and a lot
3: of people live with the misconception that yoga is sort of wearing baggy pants and pelting people with rice and sort of oming, but it's it's really not just that. <laughs>
1: oh is it not? No it's not. <laughs> oh okay. There's a lot more to it. I, than I, that. I think I mentioned earlier I haven't tried it for years I thought it was about sitting around cross-legged and, 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 and <laughs> saying om. It really
3: it was when I first <laughs> yeah. came to the UK it was it was sort of older people in baggy pants in yeah. church halls and you and you didn't feel very worthy when you walked in the room sort of thought, oh am I meant to be understand what i haven't drunk the kool-aid i couldn't quite understand what was going on no
1: i think a lot of people think or thought it was about a lot about our meditation clearly it's not it's, it's well it is
3: there are eight limbs to yoga oh okay so there is that limb but this is the, the we, we we work with asana we work with postures yeah and breath and and, and um and um mindfulness
1: Right, okay. so
3: that's what we're doing, and sort of bring all three together.
1: So you were the first hot yoga teacher in the UK. Were you able to kind yeah. of patent it or anything, or it, not really? I mean, do you know what? I was
3: more interested in the fact that I was having children at the time, so okay. I, I sort of went into mummy mode and still taught, and I've uh, never really been interested in that. no I just okay. do the yoga because I absolutely love it. Yeah.
1: Okay, um,
3: even though I didn't when I first started because I was a kid and I thought it was
1: hell, but. So, who, who got you into it? Was it a
3: my surrogate? I had a surrogate mummy. I've got my mum, obviously, but in LA, I've got my best friend's mum. And she said to me one summer, You don't have to go back to England. Um, you can stay all summer. And I went, What's the catch? And she said, You have to come to yoga six days a week. I think you'll love it. So, she switched to drag me along literally dragged me along yeah. and I would do the yoga I be like oh god so do I have to do get this get me out of here <laughs> then go off do what teenagers do get up to all sorts and then drag myself back in the next day work off my hangover and then it just suddenly hit me Bikram just turned around and said to me you need to be a teacher and it was that was on my second class uh, how old were you at this point uh 17 okay so he said you need to be a teacher so I was like oh really no I don't and I went back to England ignored him and I spent 10 years going backwards and forwards and then eventually went all right I'll do it and that's what happened. Wow! Yeah.
1: So, and you were that into it that you, and that's, that has literally been your your whole life. There, yeah, really. I absolutely
3: love it. She was absolutely right. It was yeah. the right thing for me. It <laughs> took yeah. me a while to work it out. Yeah, but I was he, very young. He
1: could obviously see something in you that you're you probably too young to yeah. see in yourself. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. was not ready. No. But yeah. So, so fast forward all these years, and you've set up the studio at the Thames Club in Staines. Mm-hmm. So, is it literally on the on, on the water? We're not right on the wall, are, yeah, are
4: they? yeah, it runs parallel. Yeah, not, not far from. Not far from. Not far um, from. Yeah, not far so, from Staines Town
1: Centre. So you're part of that club, which was already existing. Yeah. So you've taken over a bit of space. So has that been adapted then, presumably?
3: Yeah, yeah. It was a massive build. It was a massive project. Yeah. And Pete was so passionate about it. Pete, the MD at Thames Club, who used to practice for me all the time, he was so passionate that he just said come on let's you know he spoke to the board and they said okay let's go for it and so we reconfigured most of the upstairs of the of the club right and put in this beautiful absolutely stunning hot space yeah i if i do say so myself i think <laughs>
1: i should come along and have a look i mean i, you I live a bit come far away but I, oh know, it's beautiful I have a look really beautiful so you started what's it? January 2018, I think. You're Mm -hmm. coming up for two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it's grown. I mean, you've got, what, 14 or so teachers now, I think, haven't you? Yes.
3: We we always had a, a lot
4: of teachers, but we didn't have so many classes. Yeah. We started off just with two. We had our Hot 60 class, which is... A, a class based on the original Bikram sequence okay. um, with similar postures. 60 being um, 60 minutes? 60 minutes, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and we had our b free classes, which were kind of a bit more flexible, teachers being able to bring in, you know, their own style to the yeah. classes. Um, and we've now got, I think, nine different classes that we run. Yeah, I like the look at the um, one,
1: Sculpt, is it?
3: God. Sculpt
4: is, yeah. So Amanda and I both teach Sculpt, probably my favourite class to teach, yeah. So much fun. It's uh, music weights small hand weights in the heat it's a bit of yoga it's a bit of body pumpy kind of it's, yeah. it's just brilliant it I, was a really good fun class I
1: did sort of think yoga meets i don't know maybe that's yeah well we did it in a way to sort of uh, sort of
3: try and uh, get, get the gym people interested mm. and understand because a lot of people think oh yoga is like i said before not sitting around not sitting around <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've you just lie there no no we really don't but no. so then we brought sculpting thought it'll be a bit bring a bit more light mm. and a bit of you know a bit of color into the studio that so other people could understand yeah with it's, that more gym uh, mindset yeah and so and they love it don't they yeah. it works really well and we have so yeah. much fun to, i don't know how much people enjoy it i don't know, maybe not as much I've as we heard do someone
4: <laughs> someone describe it as b- brutal but brilliant
1: <laughs> oh well that's
4: um yeah. so you, you you come away feeling like you've had a good workout well that's so. what you really
1: want though is yeah. that with any yeah. kind of exercise you really want to come away feeling <laughs> that that was worth getting out yeah. oh you leading, seriously leading do the sofa yeah. Four. absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you literally come out you there are, dripping
4: yeah. Yeah. with sweat yeah, and yeah. like you've really worked and burning fantastic a lot of calories, a lot,
1: and it looks like you have a lot of fun. I mean, last week Halloween, what was that was that so about? much. Fun. <laughs> I did have a look at your Instagram.
3: <laughs> Laura and I get very overexcited about things like this. We 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 formed, children really aren't we? <laughs> yes, spooky sculpt we called it, yeah, and it, we had this ridiculous playlist. How funny was our playlist? It was, it was brilliant. it well, <laughs> was just. To I want must to dress admit, up.
1: I looked at it and I thought why don't i live in stains <laughs> yeah it was so much
4: fun yeah we, we had some quite scary music didn't we yes the closing shavasana was to the um theme tune of the exorcist yeah think, we went a little so, we went well we were not we very went a relaxing theme but
3: you know <laughs> you need a sense of humor but, when yeah, you go to our studio yeah well, what's
1: the one um, from, from the omen Can't yeah we had the that oh you? that
3: was our breathing opening that was breathing <laughs> it was fantastic it was fab yeah, we might we have, have to recreate that again next year yeah with another surprise I don't know yeah
1: so how many <laughs> is it a membership based um, club or is it drop in or I think you do various packages and things don't you yeah
4: any and all um, oh, okay. basically so we've got so we've obviously got the Thames club um, yeah and they have a membership um, system there um, so we do have a lot of people that come over from the thames club and they can bolt on hot yoga i was going to say how does that work they're already yeah. members so they can add a bit yeah, or, yeah exactly um and they also get reduced pricing if they want to do drop-in classes and stuff um yeah. but yeah it's open to drop-in pay as you go you can have a hot yoga only membership we do bundles um most people start off with our two-week intro um which is a two-week offer um unlimited classes 35 pounds to come in oh, give it a great. try yeah try the timetable all the different classes um so a lot of people do that and then we'll advise them based on how many classes a week you think you can come to what's your best option basically but there's 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 pricing options and and stuff available for everyone okay it's
3: always good for people to know that it's a separate entity Mm. it's not you know it's within the thames club and we are the little sister in within the thames club but people can just come to us
1: yeah so they haven't got to feel that they've got to join a big gym no no just no, no. no. walking up the stairs and we're at the top of the stairs yeah, great yeah. And, and do you start super early in the morning
4: or 6 30 a.m <gasps> is our earliest class i don't <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> three mornings a week <laughs> Not not going to lie, you don't see me at the three six thirty ones very often. No. But, uh, okay, so you've um, got some teachers who are quite up for that. They yes, like so it. Have early
1: they're words. the weird ones. Yeah. I like, yeah. get up early. Are, are they the new ones that you <laughs> you get the job you? Yeah. yeah. No, we're not mean like that. No, no. No, they're people who genuinely like to get up early. Actually, you're either a really early morning person yeah. or you're not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You're not. Are you?
4: yeah I gym early I do gym early oh, okay uh, if okay. I'm not yoguring early I'm gym, she's one of those early, oh so, so you could you, you
1: could yeah, fill that of, yeah,
3: yeah she's yeah, one of
4: them yeah,
1: yeah. 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 <laughs> so just talk me through some classes we mentioned the sculpt you mentioned something yeah. 60 and there's something 90 as well
0: isn't
4: there yes yeah, so we've got the hot 90 which yeah. is um pretty much the Bikram sequence um so but it's a, a full 90 minute class um yeah. some people kind of go oh when it's their first time beginners oh I'm not ready for the 90 um okay everyone is ready for that 90 whether it's their first time or not it's a class for all levels and we do encourage people to try the 90 right it's very different to the 60 yeah. um you know it's, it's very similar postures but it's a different pace um so there are differences um then it allows we, you
3: to get lost within the yoga yeah. okay. and if the 90 minutes
4: feel, doesn't feel like 90 minutes in there either goes it, very it goes quite quickly yeah. yeah
1: i mean for people who've tried other types of yoga how does it differ well,
4: it's oh. in a
3: heated
1: space for starters. Okay. Well, all the the hot hot yoga in general.
3: Yeah, it's in heated space. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference. But, we and you don't have moves? to move. Well, there's so many. I mean, the the Beakram sequence was a set sequence, a ninety minute sequence, and that was always the same, set yeah. in stone, and, and that was sort of global so you could take you could go anywhere in the world and walk into a studio and do exactly the same you wouldn't even have to speak the language you'd know what was coming okay and with that came the sort of moving meditation because you just knew what was coming so you could just flow with the sequence and then you'd spend 90 minutes i would often spend 90 minutes on in la la land which was fabulous and then come back into oh here i am doing yoga So real escape it's a real escape yeah and that's what that's the beauty of the 90 that's why we kept the 60 so you still can get that with the 60-minute that we keep because yeah. it's more or less the, the same sequence always. Right. The only other way I would say it differs to... We do so many different types of yoga within mm. the studio that you can't really compare it to other yoga in the sense of why is it different. The only thing that's different is that we have heat. Oh, okay. And, and we, wouldn't, we don't push people fast or in the heat. You mm-hmm. don't need to. We don't need to no, get the body that, that's temperature up. The yeah. heat's doing it for yeah. them. Okay. So we're slower. We can really watch people and understand what they're doing and give them a lot more information than you could in a fast class i suppose
1: that's the difference right, right. okay i know you've got lots of different types So there's warm core and there's pregnancy um, yeah what's wise and flow Is
4: so rise an and flow yes yeah, so that's on a, a early morning on a saturday and sunday um which chloe and i teach um quarter past eight on a su- uh, saturday and sunday so it's um it's, it's a slow flow but it's a consistent class where you're moving consistently so it's, it's generally one movement per breath so you're inhaling for a movement you're exhaling for a movement um a lot of sun salutations to begin with that anyone that's doing any other yoga that would do you know maybe a vinyasa yoga for example you do a lot of sun salutes so it's a really lovely class a really nice way to start the day since we bought that class in um, it's it's pretty much fully booked every week. People right. love it. It's um it's really nice. Sounds to amazing. we mention running, something.
1: Uh, yeah, I, we're running out of time. I was going to ask you about the award. That's
4: that's what I wanted to mention. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. yeah wanted to get, um, yeah, we're rapidly running out of time. But tell us, you won an award recently. We did. Tell us all about it. We're so excited, Laura. Go you say?
4: Yeah. So <laughs> we um we were nominated as best small business um at the Spelthorne Mean Business Means Business Awards, and um, which was just amazing. Yeah, that's um, amazing. It was at Shepperton Studios um, a few weeks ago um we were up for two awards um the first one was announced and we didn't win it so it was all a bit like oh no but we don't yeah.
1: talk about
3: that
4: no but then it was very exciting when, well, we, won them, did, when we did yeah. yeah
1: best small business in the borough uh, I've yeah. got a question do you nominate yourself or does someone else nominate you how does it work with these awards I've, ne- I've never known that everyone gets invited don't yeah. they okay yeah. and then yeah. you so have to so fill in the forms yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah yeah fantastic yeah. well it's been amazing chatting with you really interesting Thank as you. I say I wish I lived in Staines and I could um try your you know two week whatever so come week. along and try come it along. anywhere yeah. yeah perhaps i should perhaps i should yeah. well thank you so much for joining us it's been really really great chatting with you,
4: thank you. um
1: so that was amanda and laura from the um hot yoga club in uh, in stains thank you we'll have you back again for sure to see how it's going um time now for another ad break and then we'll be right back talking with stephanie shire who is a specialist event planner
0: you're listening to just women on brooklyn's radio Dear, oh dear, how am I
1: going to deliver all these Christmas goodies on time?
3: I have a plan, Mr. Claus. But you're
1: not licensed to drive the sleigh yet.
2: No, but I know a company who can deliver all over the world with help of great couriers, including FedEx, UPS, DHL, and Parcel Force, and, of course, the Royal Mail. Who? Mailboxes, Etc. and Weybridge. That courier services can all be tracked on the internet. They will even pack it all safely for us.
1: Packing as well? Excellent. Which I tell
0: Mrs. Claus? Mailboxes etc. in Church Street, Weybridge, is between Laura Ashley and Starbucks. Find us on the internet at mbewaybridge.co.uk. Around the corner, around the country, or around the world. You shop, we deliver. Brooklyn's radio's audience is growing. Potential listeners are listening, but are they hearing your message? Maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't know about internet radio, or maybe I should wait. Well, instead, think about it this way Do you want to be one of the first businesses like yours to advertise on internet radio, or the last? So why not tap into the power of Brooklyn's radio easily and affordably? Contact Fiona through sales at brooklyn'sradio.co.uk. That's sales at brooklandsradio.co.uk. Brooklyns Radio. Loving Surrey Radio.
2: Brooklands Radio. Graham, do you know what I like to do on a Friday night? Uh wrestling? No, not quite, Graham. I like to light some candles, have a large glass of wine and tune in to Brooklyns Radio for modern age middle life.
5: The comedy podcast starring me?
2: Yeah, and me.
5: Uh, but mainly me. Yeah, but I'm in it too. Modern age, middle life, 7.30. Middle Friday. Of every month. Tune in. Brooklyn's Radio.
0: This is Just Women, every Tuesday at one o'clock on Brooklyn's
1: Radio. Welcome back to Just Women with me, Anne Twist. I'm delighted now to welcome Stephanie Shire to the Just Women studio. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi. Great to have you on. Great to be on. Yeah, it's really good to, to see you. So, Stephanie, I think you've got, or you've... You've got quite an international background. Is that right? It
5: Has- is. It is. Um, so born in Brazil, raised in São Paulo uh, from an Anglo-Polish mother and a German Austrian father and uh, moved to Portugal when I was nine. Oh, oh nice. 16. No, 16. actually 16 in 1988. So you can make your calculations there. <laughs> and uh, so it's been a bit of an international upbringing. Yeah. So your mother tongue is Portuguese then? So actually my mother tongue is English. Ah, because, because your Because of my mother. Exactly. But she was half
1: Polish. Half okay. Polish. <laughs> so she brought you up to speak English. You are living in Brazil and your father was, what do you say, German?
5: Well, I was born in Brazil from German-Austrian parents. Oh, okay. So the language spoken at home was... English. English and then Portuguese, obviously. Growing up in Yeah, okay. Brazil. So your parents moved there with no no Portuguese. Well, um, my mother moved there when she was one, so literally grew up there. And my father, oh, okay. born in Brazil, and learnt obviously Portuguese, and uh, but German German at home. Right. Okay. So you've got lots of languages as well. I know. I do, but no German. <laughs> so no German. Okay
1: interesting so (laughs) So, so portuguese and english sort of level pegging for main languages
5: exactly and i think by speaking portuguese then it just helps with the spanish and yeah french because they're similar they're very similar latin languages in fact the point of possibly getting
1: them mixed up i would think Uh, ish ish (laughs) so you moved to Portugal when
5: you were 16, 16
1: and so you, and your parents are still there I think. my
5: parents are still there so Portugal or oh, Lisbon is kind of it's home that's home because that's where my parents are but I've been in the UK for for a long time for a long time yeah. so you came here for uni I think I came here for uni I did a, a I had a British schooling in Brazil oh, and right. then in Portugal as well and then I moved to Cardiff of oh, all Cardiff places uni. yeah I, see you I went to Cardiff. What, uh, what did you study there I studied hotel management ah. of all things okay um and uh, so yes I did hotel management I've always loved working I've loved hospitality I even joked with my sisters when we were jo- when we were younger that we would have uh, a hotel and we would call it the three Marys <laughs> So in Portuguese, as Tres Marias, basically. So oh, right. Three Marys, we never ended up having a hotel together, but I ended up in hospitality.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. So that's how that started. So hotel man- management, that sort of covers catering, I think. Yes,
5: but I was never involved in catering. No. Um, I did, it was mostly... Oh, gosh. Uh, management and ended up in corporate marketing. And I did that for about three years and just realized that I wasn't going to make any money out of working in the hotel industry. Although it was very interesting times, early 90s yeah. in Portugal. But Oh, I, so you went back to Portugal. I did. Yeah. I did after university. But I, I just wanted to come back home to England. You, you saw England as home. England has always been home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you... Settled in the UK, um, but you've worked
1: internationally a lot, haven't you? I
5: have, I have. So it's a bit of, uh, yeah, so came back to the UK, did an MBA and then settled in Brighton and Hove of all places. And um, I was there for, gosh, probably 16, 17 years. What was your MBA in? Oh, just just general business oh, administration. Right. Okay, yeah. is that was that a full on course? Was that full time or was that it was a full time? Um, so it was a one year intensive course, and um, yeah, I studied a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was quite. It was quite intensive.
1: To do an MBA, I don't know too much about it, but I thought you had to be working with a company that you would then had to sort of um bring some of the practices you lo- you were learning in the MBA to the company. I did an MBA but-
5: quite at quite a young age actually. Oh, okay. So um I think it was maybe a a way to come back to the UK um and get like a, a footing into the into the British way of working and, yeah. and so um yeah, I might have been a bit too young. I could have d- gone down the avenue of working and then going through a company. But um, it was just a good way of coming back.
1: Yeah, and presumably, I mean, MBA
5: is a serious qualification. That must have really helped you. It did. It did and it didn't. I think some, I think it, it did, but it, it hindered a bit because you, you come out with an MBA and you've got all these... Um, Ideas in your in your head of what you want to do with an MBA, and do you want to become a management consultant, or do you want to, um, you know, just end up in finance and that? And I just quickly realized that that wasn't me. No. And um, I, I, I've always kind of just gone back to hospitality because that's what you love. Because that's that's what I love. I yeah. love people, and I love um, working with people. And and I, I guess I used the MBA just to. Uh, use the, the corporate side of things, really. Uh, well, it, and understand gave it the gave some knowledge. Business. Yes, it did. Yeah. it did. So I know um, you've been
1: involved in event planning and obviously the hospitality industry, but it's kind of veered towards international sporting events, hasn't it? I mean, we've got some amazing events that you've been part of. Yeah,
5: and it was it was literally as a... Uh, you know those situations where you you come to crossroads in life and you don't know what's going to happen, but life just kind of guides you in one direction. I was made redundant back in uh, early 2000s and I didn't know what to do. And I, I took some time out, ended up going to Lisbon and my sister was working on an international sporting awards. Uh, okay. Uh, and she asked me to join her and I did. And I then ended up working on those awards for about two years and that kind of gave me the the foot in the door into right. the sports world and that's where I've been, remained pretty much since yeah. then
1: presumably bringing transferable skills from hospitality absolutely over the,
5: exactly yeah so it, I have worked mostly doing corporate hospitality at large scale sporting events so yes yeah, so as you say i, I champions league and uh yeah, world cup and uh formula one i mean i've 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 been around yeah. the block a block of it yeah but also around the
1: world i mean i was just looking at heineken champions league trophy tour 2019 and it says dash south africa
5: namibia indonesia nigeria so did you have to go to all those places um i was planning the logistics for most of those events i actually ended up in nigeria um earlier this year in april in Lagos and another city called Uyo, and it must have been the most bonkers week of my life. Um, it was just full on. I was going to say, I bet this is high stress, twenty four seven hours. High stress, twenty four seven hours, but it's just—it was just the planning of it. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into planning an event like this, and and I've—I think. The, the great thing of working in international sporting events is the people that you end up meeting. Yeah. Um, Visiting different countries, working different cultures. And you literally just have to, you know, have all the balls going in yeah. in the air. And sometimes it is literally seeing where the balls end up, but um, you learn a lot and uh, you just have, I have a lot of fun. I've, do you know what I'm thinking of as I'm talking to you? You know, um,
1: I don't know if they still got those adverts up, but you know, you to go through the airport and be the HSBC adverts yes. about all the different cultures, about what you, how you are supposed to treat people in exactly. different cultures? That's what I was just Pretty thinking much. about, whether you, you have all those sort of different situations where, okay, I'm in Nigeria, I'm not supposed to do this. And I'm supposed to say that and, you know, shake hand with that hand or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, is, is it, is it
5: like that or, or not so much? I think you just have to, Oh gosh, Oh, you adapt. Yeah. You adapt. And I, but having been born and raised in Brazil, Brazilians are very open and, you know, party atmosphere all the time. But you're also living in an environment, especially from the city that I was raised in, Sao Paulo, which is considered one of them more dangerous cities in the world is it okay so you become very savvy and you know how to how to look after yourself how to look after yourself you know And, and I lived in Johannesburg as well for a bit and so I've been in places that maybe other people wouldn't have been
1: yeah I was just thinking about that as a female working in those kind of cities I mean, I guess you're part
5: of a big team. It's not like you're a lone worker, or have you been in that sort of lone worker situation? No, no, uh, it is. And, and you're working in events. You, 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 your, your team is your family, and we all, everyone looks after each other. Great party atmosphere. Absolutely, <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> the end, end of event parties are, are the ones to go to. So, no, I've, I've made, I've made a, a good uh, network of of friends along the years, yeah. and um, and especially when you're working at events, you. You meet different people, different characters, personalities, every, and everyone takes care of each yeah. other. Yeah. And so you're pretty much freelance then? So I have been freelance for, I'd say, about 15, 16 years. I will tend to do shorter contracts or I'll take, go into agencies and I'll work maybe eight months to a year. I was going to say, um, what's a short contract? A short contract would be three months, Okay, four months. Yeah. Um, I'm currently on a project now which started initially as a two-month and it just uh, keeps extending it. Uh, And
1: do you find this work generally through agencies or is it word of mouth people know you on the events planning
5: circuit or...? I it's usually word of mouth. Yeah. Um but I have thankfully established a good network of people around me and and most of them become friends as you go and they know they know how you work and and how adaptable you are to just kind of arriving in in a team and hitting the ground just running getting on with it. and getting on with yeah. it. So uh, yeah, I've I've got good contacts, but I always like to try and find some new challenge. Well so oh, that's good let's see what happens country next. You haven't been to, maybe a different. I mean I suppose it doesn't really
1: matter what the sport is it's it's just event planning isn't it so it's yeah
5: it's very much using yeah. using the skills that you have yeah and uh and seeing where you can use it next yeah absolutely so um
1: there's that part of what you do and then I've got to ask you about this because this is a little bit left field you you trained to be a makeup artist <laughs> and I've been looking at your your website I mean hugely talented uh, so i yeah
5: it was a i think it was it was literally a passion of mine since since I, you know as a child I, I just remember having you know going through my mom's typical story going through your mom's uh makeup drawer and, and trying the trying on and, a lip, it, a lipstick <laughs> exactly and and i've always loved color i'm very creative and um and there's something about using makeup to enhance a woman's appearance but it was also to do about enhancing making you feel better as a woman and um and and I I volunteered for a while uh for a charity uh for women who are going through cancer treatment and using makeup to make them feel better right yeah okay and using that then I just just I, I just went down the let's let's do a makeup course okay so what so the makeup
1: course was after you'd sort of started yes yeah okay because i mean these these photographs i mean it looks like they're from magazines hugely professional so how long i mean are you still doing this or? i
5: less nowadays okay. i usually have my friends who are like you know i'm going to a party can you do my makeup um i i did invest a lot of time into that some years ago and i did uh fashion and editorial and but payment wise it wasn't the best and uh, it just became something that I did as a as a a hobby and I did a couple of I had a couple of brides and traveled with the brides oh okay yeah Yeah. okay because I mean looking at
1: it these you know very professional professionally photographed I mean the makeup looks amazing it looks as though you know this is you've been doing this for years and it's your career you know that's how it looks but obviously we know we know i different.
5: guess i know i guess it's a talent which i which i i have and yeah. um i'm i'm good at it yeah, I, you I, know, I, don't, I don't i don't have any issues in saying that i'm i'm, I'm quite good at it yeah. but i think it also stems from me growing up in a family of photographers um and my my grandfather my paternal grandfather uh a German, he moved to Brazil just straight after, a little bit after the war. Um, German, uh, Jewish background, so settled in Brazil, and he took the photographs of uh, the Brazilian capital, Brasilia, being built. So a lot of his photographs are are well known in in, in Brazil. And um, so there's that heritage. And then my father is also a a professional photographer who did fashion for a while. My young, my cousin is a photographer. So I grew up with images. Yeah. And I think that's where I I, I like images. I like, um, I like a story in pictures. So when you're doing
1: someone's makeup, part of you is thinking about how this is going to photograph. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, these, these are quite, Young women, I would say generally. I mean, you know, do you do old birds like me? <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, <laughs> do well, you know what I've done, I've had, yeah. I mean, when you work in the fashion industry, you you do get the young girls, and a lot of yeah. those pictures are for models who were starting out as well. So they get their portfolios together, right? And they're absolutely stunning. But I find that the more the more beautiful women that I have worked with um have been the old birds like us um (laughs) who just have more 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 character more wisdom um you know a little bit more experience in life and yeah yeah we just need a bit more slap (laughs) <laughs> so there's a ma- there are amazing products out there so <laughs>
1: yeah this is true this is true well I mean it's been amazing chatting with you obviously we're not sort of talking to you about you know promoting a particular business we just you know had you on because you've got an interesting oh, life experience you. and you know I think I think it's amazing you know to to have had such a, an a very career well and
5: thanks for having me and it's usually like that topic of conversation at parties you know what, what do you do where you come from and for me to explain uh, where I was born and you know I, I literally have a gypsy family we're scattered around the world my two sisters uh, one is in Stockholm the other one's in Johannesburg and my parents are in Lisbon and my family some of my family's still in Brazil and yeah so I've got family yeah. scattered around the world and that's a good Oh, and that, and that
1: obviously has kind of informed your kind of working life because you've you know, you've got an international kind of outlook and you're yeah. able to get stuck in all absolutely. sorts of
5: cultures, absolutely. And, but I feel I just I just love also living in London. London for me is home, and and it's such an international environment, such an international yeah. city, and I've got a lot of friends, and even in deepest East Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> East Sheen is home, and I absolutely yeah, adore I it. it.
1: I know. No. Um, so it's been a lot of fun talking with you, Stephanie. Um, obviously, if anyone wanted to talk to you about maybe the corporate or the events, um,
5: hospitality, hospitality industry, you know, would that be okay? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like very more to advising i kind of got like a coaching side to to, oh, okay. to me as mentoring, well so maybe. mentoring mentoring yeah so i'm in a mentorship program so. ah okay so how would they how would they find you if they wanted to speak with you well they can uh, either check out my website yeah and that's well, my number
1: oh okay so it's on there so
5: if but you that's could, the makeup side yeah but, 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 but they happy. can contact you via that Exactly. okay so if you could just spell out the website for us so it's stephanie shire dot com so s-t-e-p-h-a-n-i-e-s-c-h-e-i-e-r perfect perfect thank you very much so thank you stephanie for joining
1: us today and best of luck it's been really good having you on so that was stephanie shire talking about her work in a sports event management and hospitality and also about being a, an amazing makeup artist so it just remains for me to thank all of our guests today on just women that's nikki yates amanda free laura hedges and stephanie shire and thank you also to graham laycock who has assisted with the show today we've had some great guests and as ever we're always on the lookout for interesting ladies to be guests on the show so if that's you or someone you know please do get in touch with us via just women at uk with all the information and if you'd like to find out about past guests, please go to the Ju- Just Women section of our website, brooklandsradio.co.uk to find out what's coming up. And to find out what's coming up, please take a look at our Facebook page, Just Women at Brooklyn's Radio. So thank you for listening and please do join us again next week at one o'clock.
0: Goodbye from me and twist. You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. You can join in by emailing any comments or questions you may have to at BrooklandsRadio.co.uk. Or check us out on Facebook. Search for Just Women at Brooklyn's Radio. Just Women is just what you need.